How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to Valley Vibes Behind the Blue Sox. We have a great show for you guys today as we head into the 2023 NECBL playoffs. The Blue Sox just today clinched the West Division title, beating the Keen Swamp Bats to clinch that division. It's been a good week of games so far, so we will recap those a little bit and then look forward to the first round of playoffs. Nick, how we doing? Doing great. Glad to be in the playoffs finally. Yeah, yeah. It's been a long season, been been a marathon throughout, but yeah, we're looking forward to getting into the playoffs now and hopefully competing for that NECBL championship. So first, we will touch on a few games from so the last three games for the Blue Sox, and those were against the Westerners, the Blues, and then today against the Keene Swamp Bats. So first versus the Westerners, kind of a slugfest here. Blue Sox ended up winning 12-6 to in this game. Yeah, it was just a great showing by the Blue Sox. I'm pretty sure it was a close game for most of it, and then out of the gates, the Blue Sox bats just completely took over the game. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of how it went. C.J. Willis hit a two-run homer in the top of the first, and then the Westerners took the lead 3-2. to two. It was kind of a back-and-forth battle throughout this whole game until the end the Blue Sox were able to put up a bunch of insurance runs. But one thing I really wanted to touch on was Jeff Pierantoni, the, the spark plug, as we've sort of named him up to this point, Showing a little bit of his power, which you don't see very often. He's really a, a, pa- a contact speed guy. But a three-run homer to take the lead 5-3 to three in the top of the fourth inning was just awesome. <laughs> yeah, especially in those short-distance ballpark. It's, yeah. it's uh, great to see that Jeff gets a chance to hit one out there. Yeah, absolutely. His first home run of the season. We'll see if he can maybe get one in the playoffs as well. But... Finishes the regular season with one home run, but a bunch of clutch moments from Pierre and Tony all season long there. Um, is there anything else we want to touch on in this first game? Uh, I think the score pretty much speaks for itself. Yeah. It was a very dominant win for the Blue Sox. Yeah. So we'll head into the next game, and that was July 28th versus the Bristol Blues. This was a big game for the Blue Sox with the Blues and the Westerners really creeping up on that West Division, the top spot in the West Division. The Blue Sox ended up losing this game, I believe it was 10-4 to um, at home. So a tough loss there in, in a tight division race. Um, yeah, really the Blues just had an answer for everything there. Yeah, it was a really tough game. However, the Blue Sox did get pretty lucky with Danbury losing both games to North Adams in the yeah. doubleheader. and. North Adams, just to finish the year, not to, you know, toot their horn anymore, but <laughs> they had a great win streak to end the year. I think it was four games going out. Yeah, they did. And playing a little bit of spoiler there for, for the other division rivals of the Blue Sox, really helping the Blue Sox out in finishing this season off. Yeah, they had beaten the Blues 8 to nothing, I believe, yeah. and then swept Danbury in a doubleheader. So very impressive showing from North Adams to close out the year. Yeah, shout out North Adams for helping the Blue Sox out a bit there at the end. Um, But we'll head right into today's game, and that is July 30th, the final game of the regular season, which was a really impressive win for the Blue Sox. They ended up winning 8-7. to And we saw three different position players pitch in this game for the Blue Sox in an effort to kind of 
you know, give give the arms a bit of a rest before heading into the playoffs and ended up taking the win. That was just super impressive. You know, it's always great to see the positional players on the mound to see <laughs> how they do. I was talking to Matt Drury earlier, our president, and he was saying that Will Gale has tried to pitch for three years in his <laughs> college career. So he got some action today on the mound and he looked good. He was throwing strikes. So yeah. glad he got to get some action on the mound today. Yeah, Will Gale, one inning, uh, did allow a run to tie the game, but the Blue Sox didn't matter. They ended up taking the lead back in the bottom of the eighth inning and riding that until the end. Also saw appearances from Zach Ketterman. That was his first appearance of the year. I think he had three strikeouts, so pretty impressive (laughs) from there. He's honestly throwing pretty fast. Um, (laughs) He he was actually locating pretty well, too. Uh, I don't think there were any walks from him, so... Yeah, I mean, you'll absolutely take it from the position players. Hopefully, we don't see the position players in the playoffs. No offense to any of these guys. Absolutely a big shout-out to them for securing the win, even when we were trying to keep the energy of the pitching staff to a minimum. I mean, when you can win a game pitching three-plus positional guys, (laughs) that's just very impressive. Yeah, absolutely. And getting the win in this game is C.J. Willis, who I believe has made four different pitching appearances this year. He actually has a record of 2-0, and so this isn't his first win of the season. Pretty impressive. He pitched two innings, two scoreless innings, to secure the win for the Blue Sox. I definitely think C.J. Willis has been one of the pleasant surprises of this season yeah. taking the mound. Every time he goes out there, it's just lights out. Yeah, like, it, it's almost like, At the beginning of the year, when CJ came in, we were sort of like, what's going on here? Like, has CJ pitched before? We couldn't really tell. And then as he kept making appearances throughout the year, we're like, okay, it's CJ. We're not, we're not super worried about this. Like he's shown that he can, he can deal in big spots. He's come in a couple times in extra inning games when the goal was to just save arms for the, for the upcoming games. And, He's, he got a win, I think, in the 10th or 11th inning versus North Adams. And now he gets the win here. So 2-0 and on the season. See if he makes an appearance in the playoffs. Uh, I'm not too sure about that. but I believe he did pitch against head coach Pedro Santiago in his college career. And that's kind of how his whole pitching career in the NECBL got started. <laughs> so a little bit of scouting from Coach Santiago before C.J. Willis was a Blue Sox. Yeah, I guess so. C.J. May, may have made an appearance against Elms College there too. Um, is there anything else we want to touch on in the in these last few games? I did want to touch on the craziness of this past weekend yeah. just a little bit. So the Valley Blue Sox did have a game on Saturday against the Bristol Blues both teams were in Bristol ready to play, and it did get rained out. So we did not play Bristol on Saturday. However, the Blue Sox still won the division. Yeah. So that kind of, yeah, both teams were ready to play. I, I was overhearing Andrew on the call saying that the teams were ready. The rain had stopped, but at the point, I think Bristol got the tarp on the field a bit too late. And by that point, the field was already flooded. So it was kind of. There, there was no chance of a game being played at Muzzy Field. Um, so it kind of ended up as a must-win game for the Blue Sox today against the Keene Swamp Bats and really put them in a position to secure this division and look forward to the playoffs tomorrow. 
the funny thing about the game today was it wasn't even supposed to happen today. It was supposed yeah. to happen on the 16th. However, it got rained out to the one makeup day that the NECBL gives at the end of the year today, Sunday, July 30th. I yeah. almost said June there, but <laughs> getting but, my months mixed up. But it was very fun to have a game today right before the playoffs to ease the nerves a little bit before we get right into it. Yeah, and the Blue Sox ended up finishing the year 23-18-2. Both of those ties are against the Bristol Blues, who the Blue Sox will be facing in the first round of the playoffs. These two teams very familiar with each other. The Blue Sox are 1-3-2 against the Blues in the regular season, and they will host they will host the Blues tomorrow at McKenzie Stadium. So, Nick, what are what are some things we want to touch on for this opening series? Yeah, so honestly, I did not know much about individual players on the Bristol Blues, but I have done a little bit of research, and three of their all-stars just really stand out to me. Pitcher Jagger Duquette, who has a 1.14 ERA, a 3-0 and record, he has been absolutely lights out this season striking out 29 batters in just 39 innings. He has been unbelievable for the Blues. Yeah, a 1.14 ERA is absolutely what you're looking for in a top-line starter for the Blues and someone who the Blue Sox will definitely be seeing in this series. Not sure if it'll be the first game or the second game or whatever it may be, but he will definitely be making an appearance in this series. Yeah, one a one point one four ERA, especially against these D one guys that yeah. are at top schools, is very very impressive. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, is there someone else we want to touch on here? I also wanted to touch on another pitcher. Comes more out of the bullpen, Brent Francisco. He has an zero three record, so it doesn't look good there. However, he does have a one point zero three ERA, so I feel like most of these losses are kind of not his fault, particularly. However, he has pitched really, really well this year. Yeah, and it looks like 14 strikeouts and only eight and two-thirds innings and only three walks. So someone in that Bristol bullpen who can come in and absolutely shut down the opposing lineup, something that the Blue Sox will have to navigate in the late innings of this series, a best-of-three series. So really a first. the first opening game will be a big win for whoever team takes it. Yeah, I also wanted to touch on one more player, also an all-star for the Bristol Blues, Gavin Noriega. He batted 316 this season with 33 RBIs and three home runs. So he's just been a real stud for the Bristol Blues and could give the Blue Sox some trouble in the series. Yes, definitely. And Noriega is top 10 in batting average at 316. He's also second in the league with 33 RBIs on the year. So a clutch hitter who has really kind of hit well against the Blue Sox all year. And we've seen him a bunch of times and just really coming through in key situations for the Blues there as well. But on the Blue Sox side, I also wanted to touch on a few players, and that will be the opening game starter for the Blue Sox is Ben Roberts, who has found a lot of success all year round. In the regular season, he was 4-1 and with a 3.53 ERA, He pitched 35 and two-thirds innings with 33 strikeouts. So someone in the top of that Blue Sox uh, starters that can really shut down the opposing teams early, and that will be key in this three-game series where you really can't afford to make any mistakes. 
Yeah, it was great to see that Ben Roberts did get a couple days of rest before the playoffs, so he's nice and fresh, ready to go. Yeah, definitely. And someone who, someone else who has been on a very much of a hot streak is A.J. Guerrero, the 2022 All-Star for the Blue Sox, returning for his second season. He finished the regular season with a two ninety eight average. He had 42 hits. 11 of those were doubles, and he also had two home runs with 23 RBIs and 14 walks. So a batter in the middle of this lineup that really is just always there, always clutch, and in these situational moments, it seems like A.J. Guerrero always comes through. Yeah, I mean, we talked about it at the beginning of the year, I believe, in the season recap, and A.J. Guerrero has come nothing short of our prediction. He's just been that guy for the Blue Sox. Yeah, definitely. So we'll look forward to seeing him in the playoffs this season. The Blue Sox did not make the playoffs last season, so this will be his first chance in the playoffs as a Blue Sox. So another person I wanted to touch on joined the team later in the year, and that is the shortstop Collier Cranford out of the University of Kansas. He's only played 14 games, but in those 14 games, he is batting 352, 19 hits, two doubles, and seven RBIs, also three stolen bases. And he's been playing pretty solid defense at shortstop as well, something that will be key in the playoffs as well. So it seems like Cranford has been kind of in the six or seven slot in the lineup. We did see him in the two hole today. We'll see if that continues in the playoffs. But to have this have this guy in Cranford who joined the team late and made an impact immediately is going to be really helpful in the playoffs as well. Yeah, with the loss of Matt Garcia, we were definitely curious what the Blue Sox would go with. And Cranford has just been a great addition to the lineup. He fit in seamlessly. Yeah, definitely. And to have a D1 guy come in and replace your D1 shortstop in Matt Garcia, who we definitely miss and who made an impact early in the season before he ended up leaving the team. We will we will be looking forward to Cranford kind of continuing his hot streak at the plate as well. Is there anyone else we wanted to touch on on the Blue Sox side? Uh, I just kind of wanted to touch on the team as a whole. I yeah. feel like the bats have been feeding really well off of each other, and the players after the game today just seem ready to go for the playoffs. Yeah, absolutely. I think the whole lineup kind of, kind of feeds off each other, like you said. In these clutch moments, it seems like the Blue Sox have been – very much better at situational hitting than we saw earlier in the year. They they do leave a lot of runners on base, and that's kind of been a trend all season long. But as of late, it seems like they're really coming through in these situations. And we saw in the past few weeks of the season, the Blue Sox did play from behind a lot in a lot of games. But more often than not, they would come right back, make these comebacks, and come out with, with some tight wins. Yeah. Yeah, looking forward to the first round of playoffs. And now we will get into the Freitas fan forecast for the first time in the playoffs. Freitas fan forecast. Yeah, so not much of a promotional forecast. However, we will outline the first series of games for you today. The first game versus the Bristol Blues will be at home at McKenzie Stadium, and it will start at 6.30 at, on tomorrow, Monday, uh, July 31st. There is a 31st in July. <laughs> The second game will take place in Bristol, also at 6.30 on August 1st. And the last game of the series, if necessary, will take place at McKenzie Stadium at home for the Blue Sox, also at 6.30 on Wednesday. Yeah, so looking forward to the the playoffs are really quick. It's 
it's definitely continuing the sprint that is the NECBL season. So not a lot of off days left if the Blue Sox are going to advance to potentially the second round or the championship round. It's going to be a lot more baseball in a short amount of time. But we're definitely looking forward to the Blue Sox beginning their pursuit of a third championship in franchise history. And we will be checking in with you guys after this series. So thanks for listening and stick with us.